Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and as always, it's my pleasure to be here with you today. We've been getting some comments, uh, all positive so far, on uh, our our calling to start each show with prayer. And uh, we're going to continue that today. We have 377 days till election. I want everybody to write that down and start keeping track of it. And I'll do my best to do that here for you as well. For such a time as this, Father, you are a patient and loving God, and we thank you and praise you for who you are. You have enriched our land with vast resources and have blessed us in so many ways. We thank you. Your people here in this nation are, well, we've forgotten who we are. Bring us back to your knowledge and your understanding. Bring us back to your love. Bring us back to you. We ask you today, once again, that you will watch over our president and vice president. Keep them and their families safe. Guard them with your love and protect them from the hate that surrounds them. Keep them from evil, Lord. Make known to your people the lies and those who are hurting this nation, denying you and punishing you. Reveal those people to us. They seem to want us to be in a slavery of dependence. Make our independence always rely on your, on our dependence on you and no other. Bless this show, Father, CSE Talk Radio. Keep us in truth. Guard us from evil. We lift this show and the business side of these things up to you. I thank you for my guest today. He has been such a blessing and a breath of fresh air for me, and I appreciate him so much in the fight he is putting on for, uh, that he is fighting for rural America. Keep him forever in your care as he travels. Keep him in wisdom and truth. Make us wise and good stewards of all that you have given us. For such a time as this, we pray. Amen. Today's show, I plan on, I think we're going to have some fun. Ignorance gone to seed and in full bloom throughout this nation. And Daniel Turner brings us some fun and facts and truth. Uh, He brings that to us today as we visit with him and share with you the true green of the new Green Deal. We welcome back Daniel Turner. I saw you on Tucker Carlson again last night. I've been following you. It's like I'm on your stalker or something. How you doing, Daniel? Beth Ann, I'm great, and thank you for your prayers, and thanks, as always, for having me on your wonderful show with your great audience. Oh, thank you. They are good. I really like my audience. <laughs> they are awesome. We need, a, we need a bigger audience. We need to broaden it out, but we love what we have, and we, we appreciate, uh, appreciate them so very much. and appreciate you. I uh, got a big kick out of you on Tucker Carlson last night and uh, went to the, the Fox News website and downloaded your article and been reading that this morning and uh you you put it to you 
you put your words in such a fun way, but yet the <laughs> truth gets out. And it was just it was a fun read, and I appreciated that so very much. I wish my audience could all go. You can all go to foxnews.com and uh, look up his article there, which is uh, 2020 Democrats love the Green New Deal, but embrace fossil fuels to power their campaigns. <laughs> I think that's just pretty funny. <laughs> well, you know, hypocrisy is something that every person can relate to, well, even the richest yes. of people, the humblest of people. Um, and everyone has a has a visceral negative reaction to blatant hypocrisy, and that was the point of the the, the op ed and why I was on Tucker's uh, show last night was you know you have these men and women who are all running for president who are all embracing the Green New Deal. They talk about the evils of climate change and 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 the, the fossil fuel company and people like Bernie Sanders who say they want to criminally charge people who work in the industry because of what they are doing. To, to the earth and to need criminally charge them for working in oil or gas or coal. But then when the cameras are off and the microphone is off and all the audience is gone, they jump in their SUV and they charter private planes. Joe Biden to the tune of a million dollars last mm. quarter. I mean, a million dollars in three months on private jet travel. I don't take a lot of private jets, but just doing some quick calculations, the, the types of flights he is going on which are New Hampshire to Iowa, back to New Hampshire to South Carolina, those are thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a pop, a lot more money than I can afford. But to get to the million dollar, that's a lot of flights. <laughs> that is a lot. Of, that's a lot of private jet. <laughs> that's a lot of private jets. And so how do you, on the one hand, say, Joe Biden, there is no place for fossil fuels in my administration, but then on the other say, yeah, let's just take a private jet to Sioux Falls, because I don't feel like driving. <laughs> now, didn't, didn't Hunter work in the energy field? He's an expert. He's an energy <laughs> expert on, on natural gas, especially Ukrainian natural gas. He's, yes, yes. Little known fact about Hunter Biden. Um, when he was not getting kicked out of the Navy or, or having an adulterous affair with his sister-in-law, he was brushing up on his uh, Ukrainian natural gas. Yeah. Sorry, that was cool. And, you know, <laughs> no, it was kind of mean, but, you know, it is the truth. I mean, we have to get these things out. These these folks are putting on some face that they're they're these saints and they're, you know, doing all that they do for the good of the people, you know, as they look down on us. And what was the word mm -hmm. you used? Uh, <laughs> they look down on us. Uh, uh Plebeian. The, plebeian? the plebeians, yes, the, the lowest of the low in the Greek society, yes. It's, you know, you, and, and you should raise a great point, which is another little issue that's brushing up in the media today, and it does refer to your state, even though it's off topic. Your senator, Josh Hawley, is coming under a lot of fire in the last 24 hours, and people can look online and see it for themselves because the Department of Agriculture here in D.C., realize that they have thousands and thousands of bureaucrats who all live in D.C., but they're making ag policy. And they don't have oh, so yeah. much as a rose bush in their backyard, but they are making <laughs> policy about men and women who grow crops for a living. So the Department of Agriculture secretary decided to relocate hundreds of them across the country, and many of them were going to your wonderful state of Missouri. Well, one very arrogant and obnoxious 
expert in agriculture, wrote a nasty op-ed in the Washington Post talking about going to this awful place uh, backwards, et cetera, et cetera, how cruel it was to be outcast from you know, cool Washington, D.C., and sent to a state like Missouri. Well, Josh Hawley naturally <laughs> responded as the senator of Missouri and said, I take an awful lot of offense at the people who characterize my state this way. And now who's the bad guy? Josh Hawley. How dare he attack? And to make it worse, Jake Tapper just pointed out the man who wrote the op-ed happens to be Jewish. And Jake, Jake Tapper, the ABC, ABC, CNN, I forget what show, anchor said something to the effect on Twitter that it's curious that the senator would attack a Jewish member of the Department of Agriculture calling him these things as if to say, well, really why Josh Hall is doing it is because he's an anti-Semite. I mean, this is the disgust I have of D.C., even though I live here. But it's also the disgust that D.C. has of you. For Missourians. Of, for Illinois. Of rural America. Exactly. For Iowans. Yeah, exactly. they, the flyover states were nothing to them except when they need to fly over us. Yes. In their private jets. <laughs> they can't be bothered. They can't be bothered with the weight that they might, the lines that they might have to wait in at the uh, airports. We're heading into a break. <laughs> I need to. I need to see that article that was written. I need to find that one. I, I will send it to you. I'll text it to you during the commercial break. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're heading into a break. We're going to open up the phone lines. 877-895-5410. The hypocrisy in the Green New Deal and the candidates and D.C. occupiers occupying offices of cutting deals. 877-895-5410. Daniel and Beth Ann. Daniel's with Power of the Future. He's a sponsor of the show. And we're going to be right back. think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America. Using high-quality 18 chromium nickel stainless steel all that and with competitive prices when you order use the promo code bethann to receive 10 percent off of your order visit libertytabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned american way 844-386-2338 that's 844-386-2338 use the promo code bethann and receive 10 percent off your purchase let's set the table and bring america home Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as common sense voices of integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE 
freetalkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Order Jim's book today. What if things were made in America again? Send $24.95 to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Let's build it in America, buy it in America, and bring America home. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Thank you for sending that to me, Daniel. I got that. I'm going to sit down and read that after the show because, uh, you know, the flyover states, rural Missouri, they take a lot of guff. They take a lot of abuse. And we're actually the ones, as you know, that do most of the producing. And, most uh, of the producing and, and fight our wars. And, oh, Absolutely. And- all the dirty work that these morons in D.C. and New York and San Francisco just expect someone else to do on their behalf. That's what Missouri is to America, and that's why we have to fight for it. You know, I spoke at a, um, a Farm Bureau banquet, their annual banquet for one of the counties here in Missouri last week. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like being in a room full of farmers. <laughs> it is the... It is such a blessing. I mean, these people have the earth under their finger. No, they're not dirty. I'm not saying they're dirty, but I mean, they have been working in the dirt. They suffer with the weather. They, and it's been a tough year in Missouri. We've had the tornadoes. We've had the flooding again. And uh, it's just been a tough year uh, for farmers and producers and ranchers. And, uh, you know, and it's been that way. You know, Nebraska had a tough time, uh, lost millions of uh, cattle in those floods there. And uh, they just don't appreciate the rest of, the, of America. Don't, they don't appreciate where their food comes from. And so I brought up a, a, a basket. I told them they weren't the basket of deplorables. They were the bread basket of a nation. And I wanted them to realize how they aren't just important, but they're vital. And, you know, I don't know that we'll ever be appreciated uh, the way that we should be. And Josh Hawley was absolutely correct in defending Missouri and all of rural America because every state has a rural area. You know, AOC made fun of us. You remember that with her her little uh, video uh, because they don't want you to have a, a fair representation. 
So anyway, you got me off on that. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's exactly. It's I mean, where that's I'm from, ethos. you know. Yeah, that's the ethos of my organization and your talk show is just a respect and an appreciation for what goes on in the heartland. And it is the type of work that uh, people who live in the cities have lost an appreciation for. And at least maybe back in the day, they could say, well, maybe I'm not a farmer, but my grandfather was, or I knew somebody who was, but that's becoming less and less common. And it's really tragic uh, because the more distance we have, physical distance, geographical distance, but also um, a spiritual connectivity, exactly, the less yeah. appreciation you have for food and for energy. And, and look at these members of the Department of Agriculture who don't want to go into an agriculture state. They're angry. <laughs> How do you set farm policy in a desk in D.C., right? And it makes me wonder, how many people at the Department of Transportation don't even take the, the subways and, and the buses of course they that don't. they regulate? They probably drive. Well, they got chauffeurs, you know. They they got chauffeurs of private Jane, uh, planes, and you know it's it's unreal what they, you know. That's why I say they're DC occupiers occupying offices and cutting deals. They cut deals that we have to live with, not them. Mm-hmm. And in reading your article, I was writing down, you know that that word existential that they like to keep throwing out all the time. Climate change is an existential threat. When I got to thinking about all the things that they say and then how they live, and I'm thinking, do you remember when there's a a bad storm or a government shutdown and all non-essential actors are not supposed to come to work? That's what I see here in D.C. is they're non-essential. The people in rural America they're the essential ones. They're the vital ones. We're the we're the American exceptionalism. We are what has made this nation what it is. You know, the, exactly. the uh, entrepreneurs that uh, not not just the ones working in the dirt, but the ones that are creating new businesses and putting their communities to work. You know, like the like uh, Mike with my pillow, constantly putting his community to work and keep thinking of to increase his business. He's a good businessman. <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of him here on CSC Talk Radio. And uh, he's not alone. Liberty Tabletop with their silverware that they put out, their their stainless steelware, I should say. I always say silverware. It's just kind of a cliche. And, you know, all of them that are fighting for rural America, they're fighting for all America with their mm-hmm. Made in America products and their entrepreneurism, you know. And, and these folks with their existential threat, they're the ones that are the threat to this nation. Exactly. And, and it's a great point you raise about the – the non-essential work in D.C. because we have bad weather and they don't show up for days on end. And I remember uh, being at a buddy uh, who's from a ranching family up in Montana, and Mm -hmm. he was showing me uh, how all of their barns are connected by really, really thick clothesline. That it was about six feet high off the ground. And he said, yeah, when the weather is so bad and the wind is so bad, I got to go check on the cattle, but I can't see um, and I can't drive and I can't risk walking because if I stumble, I'll get blown away. So you just hold on to the clothesline and you walk from barn to barn. And I thought, boy, I guess if it snows hard in Montana, you don't take the day off. Huh? So ask your farmers <laughs> next time there's bad weather if they get a snow day. <laughs> who's, I asked the cattle, who's the non-essential one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. It'd be the people in D.C. They don't care about them. And, and they yeah. call it an existential threat, and AOC in particular, uh, 
she has often said, this is our World War II. This is our World War II. But, you know, let's ask the men and women who fought World War II. I don't think that Eisenhower bought a Volkswagen, right? I don't think that after <laughs> saying, like, this is a day that shall live in infamy, now let's go have sushi, right? They, they, if it was an existential threat and a World War II mentality, you fought tooth and nail and you put every fiber of your being into it. So the fact that you can say climate change is like our World War II, now let me hop on my private jet. Well, it's clearly not your World War II, right? We stopped buying German goods. It would be the same, honestly, as Eisenhower saying, this is a enemy we must defeat, but we are going to buy their equipment because, you know, the Germans, <laughs> oof, they do make good, they do make good things. <laughs> so it's not an existential threat. It's not your World War II. Stop we'll put American tires on that German-made car and call it made in America, <laughs> assembled in America. And, uh, you know, it is um, it is hypocrisy. And uh, your article from yesterday, I think it was on uh, – uh, oh, yeah, Governor Cuomo and his Ugh. his Green New Deal, you know, his New Green Deal or whatever you call it, and how he has protected the state against those evil pipelines – I want you to take it from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the green groups who have given him so much money and pressured him, and they're really, he is in their pocket. And they wanted to build a pipeline from the Marcellus Shale region because we need to get natural gas to the 10, 15, I forget how many people live in New York State, I think around 15 or 18 million. And and yeah. the only way to get it, we need to build a pipeline, but they have stopped it because pipelines are bad, because climate change, et cetera. So what do they do now? Now they have to truck it in, which is great for the trucking industry. They're thrilled that there's no pipeline. But if you being yeah, we're all green, four truckers. Exactly. I have no problem with that. But if you want to talk about being green, what is greener than a pipeline? There's no CO2 emission. There's no wear and tear on roads. There's no... So why would you not build the pi- – the pipeline is green. This is the false logic of the green movement. Um, there are things that need to be sent on truck. You cannot put apples in a pipeline yet, <laughs> right? So you need to truck them. But gas, you can. Liquids, you can. Uh, and it just blows my mind. This is why I sometimes want to pull what I have no hair left but if I had any, I would pull it out because I listen to their nonsense and their, oh, it's an existential threat, but I'm on a private jet. And they're, we need to do what's green, but we're going to not build the pipeline. And you just want to say, how am I how am I fighting with you? You're all a bunch of morons. I, I don't, you got that right. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to call names, but what they are doing, what they are saying, what they are doing, don't go together. And that's the hypocrisy. And the truth is, when they get up on stage, these candidates, but it's all of these politicians, and you and I both know that, they get up on stage and and they talk about what they're going to do for us. Well, I haven't heard one of them say, we're going to you have the same health care that you've given us. I haven't heard any of them say that. They have good health care. Who's paying for that? We are. But we can't afford our own health care. Nobody points that out. And it's the same thing with the Green New Deal and the hypocrisy there and how AOC wants to go through uh, farmland and talk about how there's no people there and how what a waste of votes this is and how the Electoral College is unfair. But when you look at the map and you see how many states Hillary Clinton won, 
in comparison to how many states the president won. Electoral college and, and all. It's easy to see why our founding fathers put that kind of uh, representation in the Constitution with the Electoral exactly. College. Because exactly. they wanted us to be represented. 877-895-5410 is the number to join in the conversation. And Danielle, Daniel and Beth Ann will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 978-6168 and use the promo code Bethann to get 30% off plus free shipping. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, My Pillow. McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com, All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. You're familiar with Range Magazine, packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, first place in journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award, so many honors, great photos, and wonderful poems and stories of the West, reflections of the West, brush strokes and balladeers, the M-Bar, the call of the cow country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. That's 1-800-726-4348. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. 
Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. Turn to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Daniel, we've got some callers. We're going to go to Iowa. We have Tim from Iowa. Tim, how are you doing today? Hi, how's it going? Are you there, Tim? Hi. Hi, Tim? Beth. Hi, Daniel. Oh, there you are. How are you doing, yeah, Tim? Great. Say, so, uh, they're reporting today that PG&E in uh, California there, they're having some rolling blackouts. Uh, they're concerned there's going to sparks and create wildfires. But they also also mentioned in the reporting of this that they're so bogged down with uh, uh, regulations and uh, lawsuits over this that they're considering making the, comp- the company a nonprofit cooperative. Um, is oh, it wow. time for us, Daniel, to start thinking about how we're going to uh, do? We, do we need to rethink uh, how uh, we deliver energy and what the business plan is going to be on that in the country in this country? That's it's a wonderful point and a great observation. And what's going on in California really is tragic because um, it is affecting just regular families, people trying to get on with their business, and it's all totally preventable. The fires in California, as much as they want you to believe it's because of climate change, have nothing to do with climate change, which That's is right, not a thing. Don't. It has everything to do with poor forest management. And proof Absolutely. of that is the fact that there aren't these fires in southern Oregon. There aren't these fires in western Nevada. There aren't these fires in southwest Idaho. Right Geographically, this is pretty much the same region of the country. But it only seems to be happening in California. And why is that? Is, is climate change that pinpointed? And then to get to your point, it's a wonderful observation. This is always what the left does, right? When they fail at something, they fail miserably at something, then they say, well, now we have to turn it into some sort of a state-run collective, right? They want to take away private business. They want to take away whatever's left of, of California's energy uh, um, uh, utility companies, et cetera. But look, these rolling brownouts, I understand that they have to do it because the forests are so overrun and not, and not at all managed that if you're afraid to run power lines through there, it's the only option you have. But why don't we it's just clean up box. the forests? Right. It's a tinderbox. Yeah, it is. You know, they're going to drop Lord knows how many hundreds of millions of gallons of water right now to try to put out fires. You couldn't have dropped 10 percent of that during the last couple of months to irrigate. You couldn't have cold, dead trees. You couldn't have let just people manage their own land. So California. It's the experiment for everything gone wrong in liberal politics mm. and it's so bad that the people are leaving 
but they're bringing their bad ideas with them. From from the forest fires to the homeless in the streets. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, I wasn't going to really add anything. I was wondering, too, um, uh, as far as for uh, future, uh, are we getting anything done with infrastructure in the country for delivering our utilities? Or do you see any, any movement in that? Um, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I can't talk about it on a national level. There may be some specific successes in, on the state level. I know what we're seeing in, in Alaska in terms of opening up ANWR, which requires hopefully um, uh, improvements to the Alaska pipeline. Um, I know in New Mexico they're having some success with building more pipelines from the Permian Basin area to refineries. Um, but on a national scale, it's really a state issue and a local issue. And as we were just talking earlier, in places like New York, they're failing. Places like Massachusetts, they're failing. Um, so it really would be a localized issue. Um, and that's where the green groups are most effective, at the state and local level. And that's where Power of the Future tries to fight them. There's really no national climate issues or national uh, climate agenda. It's all state and local, and that's where we have to fight. Yeah. A great questions. Yeah, good questions. Oh, Tim's good. He stays on top of things. <laughs> That's all I can say him today. I just, uh, yeah, it's it just makes you wonder. You see stuff like this. Um, I saw an article the other day that the the Chinese have more millionaires than we do now, and uh, yeah, I, I saw you know, that. with the trade deficit and everything. And of course, that's where your climate change problem is over in China, not here. Well, so uh, <laughs> just lots of issues floating around there involved in. And what you're trying to do, Daniel, and, and I thought I'd maybe bring a few of them up today. All well, right. thank you. We're I gonna... appreciate that very much. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Tim, Tim's a long-time listener, a very long-time listener. I really appreciate him a lot. We're going to go to Roger in New Mexico. Roger had a comment. Roger, how are you today? I just want to inject something. Hi, guys. Um, nobody says anything about the fact that the bulk of our food comes from fertilizer, well, guess where the fertilizer comes from? The Haber chemical process takes natural gas and combines it with nitrogen. Geez, I wonder where we get the nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, the question is, is AOC going to stop eating, eating? Because of the fact that she's eating, she's supporting natural gas production. You know, you, you raise, I, I, Beth Ann, you have the best audience in the world. I know, I do. You raise, you raise <laughs> such a great point. The amount of, there are so many products that come from petrochemicals that that is where AOC, when I say she's ignorant, I don't mean that as an insulting way because why would I expect a girl from a, a, a wealthy suburb of New York City to understand how fertilizer is a byproduct of oil and gas uh, and, 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 and hydrocarbon compounds, et cetera. I wouldn't expect her to understand that. She's not a farmer. She's not in this world. She's but not that's a chemist where, either. But that's where <laughs> the, 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 exactly, the, the intellectual elite of D.C. need to have a little bit of intellectual humility to say, well, I don't necessarily understand this process, but listen to them. Uh, I've mentioned this before on, on this on the program. Eric Yang talked seriously about, as president, how he wants to work with farmers to have them understand crop rotation. And you want to see how, <laughs> how, how arrogant, you fool, you Silicon Valley tech moron. You think you can go to Iowa or Missouri and tell the people about their fields, about their crops? 
it is appalling how these did folks, he read a book they, they know everything <laughs> well, he must have read it in a book to do. <laughs> yeah. roger went, thank you can i say something well, yes. i went to a funeral in 97 the, uh, and the farmers that were at the funeral a dozen millionaire farmers they say we don't own the land anymore it's we have a communist government they own, they own mm. it they tell us what to do i'll mm. let it go at that yeah, yeah and that's, that's why I think the Secretary of Agriculture is trying to move the staff into the farm communities. Maybe if you work in the and you are setting this type of policy, but you had neighbors who could explain, well, hey, listen, George, this is really what's going to happen if you do that. Maybe what, you would have a better understanding of how your policies have real-world effects. But when you live in a D.C. bubble and all of your neighbors are just analysts and lawyers – you don't know what your policies are, so I agree with you. I mean, we need to have people who set the policy live with the people who feel the impact of the policy. All right. Um, you know, I want to to talk about New Mexico just a little bit. Roger is from New Mexico, and I saw one of the articles on your website. By the way, you can go to his website. It's just real simple, powerthefuture.com. That's powerthefuture.com. And... Uh, you can also go to my website, which is longer than that, is csctalkradio.com, and you can read the articles there. But he's got one in there, and I thought it was—I thought the picture was priceless. It's from the, uh, New Mexico, and she's saying, these are California standards, but, but we really don't want to say that. We don't want New Mexico to know we're bringing in California standards here for our Green New Deal. <laughs> yeah, and this is what I just mentioned. Everything bad in liberalism seems to originate in California and gets— exported. Um, and this is the role of people like Tom Steyer, who was a Californian and wealthy. He takes his money, he takes his lousy ideas, and he shoves it down the throats of other states. And that's why Power of the Future in New Mexico is trying hard to push back. And you know, and I hear the music, we're going into a break. I don't understand that. And let's talk about that when we come back, because we can see California failing. They're failing at everything. So why are yeah. we trying to mimic them? We're gonna we're gonna close the phone lines and we're gonna just spend the last I'm gonna give Daniel the last word in the final segment of the show. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're visiting with Daniel Turner of Power the Future. Visit his website. It's powerthefuture.com. Powerthefuture.com. And Daniel Bethann will be right back. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book Write it and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. 
Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. There is no fake news allowed. The cold, hard facts are what's happening in the West as well as where you are. Range Magazine's over 25 years of experience covers news that you'll never hear on mainstream media. As the winner of four consecutive Freedom of the Press Awards, Range Magazine is true to its written word. Journalism is not dead. Truth lives in Range Magazine. Don't miss the great stories, photos, and art that is featured in each of the Range Magazines. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. Ask CJ about her Buckaroo calendar or her latest book as well as special offer for CSC Talk Radio listeners. Home, home on the range. Truth in Range Magazine educates Americans regarding the bureaucratic invasions in our lives, the taking of our land, life, and our liberty. Bring America home. Home to Range Magazine. Visit rangemagazine.com. Call them today, 1-800-726-4348. Tell them Beth Ann sent you home on the range. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Daniel Turner of Power the Future. I encourage you to support him. He is doing a good work, and he has come up from... uh, He started this from scratch just, what, two years ago? Two and a half years ago? And... uh, just about ready to have our two-year anniversary, yes. Awesome. And uh, I was one of the first ones that saw one of his uh, articles that went out, and I thought, this guy is somebody I want to talk to because he's he truly is battling for you. 
And, uh, you know, I, I have to confess, Daniel, that I was raised a city girl from Kansas City area and came down. It's kind of a Green Acres story. <laughs> if you remember Green Acres, you're kind of young. Oh, sure. You don't remember Green Acres. We moved down from the hustle and the bustle of the city my dad was tired of. And we moved down to a little place called Jamestown, Missouri. It's not too far from California, Missouri. That was a culture shock indeed. But I fell in love with rural America. And... uh I would never go back. I guess I would if I had to. But I absolutely love rural America. I love the people. I love the hard work. And uh, they all work hard. I, I just kind of watch them. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just a special place. And I know you were here, so you know. And you, you go around the country. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, they're the kind of people that will wave at you when they meet you on the road because they're sure they know you or they know your cousin. <laughs> So they're not going to put their nose up. They're going to wave at you. And, you know, it's just a special place. And uh, you're fighting for it, and I appreciate that so very, very much. Well, thank you. It is a special place. And, and uh, you know, the values that you have, the values that rural America has, and the work ethic, and what the coastals need to remember, even if they don't care about your values or your families or your ethics, et cetera, they do care about the fruit of your labor. And that's what keeps a country alive is it's, it's, it's energy, uh, it's food, um, and then the, the men and women who come from there who fight for us, protect our borders, protect our national security, et cetera. And that's what rural America does. And we've talked so much about this, but this, this growing distance between those who set policy about rural America and those who live in rural America, it's a growing chasm. And people like Josh Hawley – you're a great senator. Uh, I respect yeah. what he's doing, and and he's going to get more bows and arrows or slings and arrows, I should say, because of I voted this, for him, but I'm going to tell you, he's been bolder than I really expected him to be, and I hope he keeps it up. And and uh, I'm going to share one thing with you, and I'm going to turn this over to you. The reason people in the cities or on the coastlines or whatever don't understand rural America is because they've become so far removed. It used to be everybody would have an aunt or an uncle or a grandma or a grandpa or something on the farm. And they would spend a little time if it was just a weekend or a week in the summer. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, they pass that down generation after generation. But that's slipping away. And, of course, the candidates, when they get up and talk, they want to remove that. And there was one farmer there, young man, and his his father happens. Well, I guess he is too, but his father happens to be uh, like a third cousin to my husband. And uh, they will be his children. Uh, will be the seventh generation of that farm. That's amazing. And it's and it it almost brings tears to you because it is something that this family, that family, the Clay family, has fought for. All their lives, and they still continue to fight. They, they're down around the river. They have to fight the Corps of Engineers and all the EPA and all these things, and they've stuck with it, and they're still there. And uh, it's something to be not taken for granted. I mean, these people work hard. Yeah, and, and, and I think the president tapped into that early on in his campaign. And like him, dislike him, it doesn't matter. Enough people said, you know what, uh, this guy seems like he's speaking our language. And he's clearly not one of you. I mean, he's a billionaire from New York City uh, who wears $10,000 suits and flies in a private jet. But he spoke to the people of rural America in a way that made them realize that he has their back or he will fight for them or at least he values who they are. 
And that's why they turned out the way they did in 16. And that's why I don't have a lot of doubts about where they will vote in 2020 because it hasn't been a perfect ride. But but by and large, he has represented them a heck of a lot better than previous presidents, Democrat or Republican. And um, and that's a growing concern we have. I wish people in the city would send their kids into the country a little more. I wish they would spend some time in rural America. And sure, it's wonderful to jet off to Paris or to go to London. But when you have a family vacation, jump in the car and drive across America and see this country before you want to go see other countries, especially since gas prices are so cheap. <laughs> little plug for energy. <laughs> Do it now before the Democrats get elected again. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, that is a scary thought. And, you know, President Trump, I, I wasn't a Trump uh, fan at the beginning. I mean, I listened to him and I, of course, I, I was going back to what he was, you know, the playboy and and what I perceived him to be anyway. But he worked. He worked beside the construction worker. He knows what it is to work and uh, he's done it. So while he is a billionaire and has been a millionaire and lost it and got it back again, you know, and a city boy, he knows what it is to work. Exactly. And uh, uh, he, I read an article this morning, Daniel, that was by Mike, R- Michael Reagan, and he was talking about the president knows how to fight. And he is fighting for all America, and he's taking the blows for each and every one of us. And I'm going to turn it over to you. We've got about a minute and a half. No, and we do need some fighters, and that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful, uh, uh, and it's a lost virtue. Fortitude is a, is a, is a virtue, especially in, in in our Christian philosophy. Those of us who are, um, and it is becoming a lost virtue. Um, and we've been so so convinced to be pacifists, to be weak, to be tolerant and understanding, etc. And they have their time and place. But there is a time and place to stand up for the truth and to fight and to not back down in the face of aggression, violence, evil, etc. And there's a time and place to not back down when people are trying to take over your life, your family, your values, your property. And the president has fortitude. And I think D.C. is unaccustomed to that. And and they don't know how to respond. And that's why the fight is going to get as ugly as, as, as yeah, it, it will without a doubt. But we need the folks in rural America because otherwise we starve and we run out Absolutely. of energy um, and, <laughs> and we value what they do. And that's why I, you said you were one of the first, but that's not true. You were the first. You were the very first radio show to ever give me a chance to talk because I knew deep down inside I was starting something that had a real purpose. And I just couldn't convince anyone it was genuine. And you were the first, Beth Ann, and I will never forget that, which is why I love you. I love your listeners. I love your show. And I love being part of CSE. I thank you for that. You're making me cry. I thank you for that, Daniel, because it's uh, when I see somebody else's fighting for rural America, I'm on board because we need all the fighters we can get. And unfortunately, sometimes rural America, they just want to be left alone. They just want to get out there on the farm and with the cattle, work the cattle, you know, and uh, but it's time they woke up and realized we're fighting and we need you back there behind us. Thank you, Daniel, for all that you do. We appreciate you so much, you more than you can ever imagine. And I'm so proud of you when I see you on Tucker Carlson and I read your articles on Fox News. I'm so proud of all the work you're doing. We appreciate you for helping us to bring America home.
girl needs accessories. So does a website these days. It's not enough to have just one accessory either. CSC Talk Radio is excited to announce we have an app for that. You can now listen to CSC Talk Radio easily on your smartphones, Android, or iPhone. We have an app for that. Share this app-portant news with your friends and family. They can now join in the common sense. Calling all patriots. We have an app for that. Visit csctalkradio.com and download the app. Listen to live streaming or the show's podcast designed for triple L. Listening later leisurely. Accessories are necessary. Join CSC Talk Radio on your phone. We've accessorized. Visit csctalkradio.com and download the app. Working with technology to bring America home. We have an app for that. CSCTalkRadio.com. CSCTalkRadio.com. What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. 